Well, folks, I can't believe it. I really honestly cannot believe it. It is almost unreal to me. And, uh, let's see. How are you doing, folks? Sam Whitfield here. The Whitfield Report. We're live. It's Saturday night. Saturday night. April 28th, 2018. And like I said, ladies and gentlemen, I can't believe it. Hell's officially frozen over. Kanye West... Basically, he came out for uh, Trump. And the left, they don't know what to do with themselves. They don't. The, it's, been, it's been pandemonium. And last week, I know I said I didn't fully believe it. But, uh, wow. Just a few hours ago today, Kanye West came out with a new single, which uh, I bought on iTunes. I tweeted this out a few uh, years ago. I mean, a few hours ago. I can't believe it, but I bought my first Kanye West single. The song is titled, Ye vs. the People, and it's his response to all these critics on the left who are crapping on him. For uh, supporting the President of the United States, Donald J. Trump. What strange times we live in now, ladies and gentlemen. When Kanye West is being criticized. We are living in strange times indeed. I want to read some of these uh, lyrics to you, but first... As always, I want to thank you for listening to the show, or watching, or whatever you're doing, and let me tweet the link out, as always. Um, so, give me a few minutes to tweet out the link, and then we'll we'll get the show started. As always, you can reach me. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at assemblyburn underscore NDC. Hashtag Whitfield Report. You can um, follow me on Gab at Sam Whitfield. You can follow me on Instagram at assemblyburn underscore NDC. Hello, Berta Bear and uh, Ludwig. There, Lud Ludwig van Beethoven. I think I'm the only one who's pronounced uh, that right. I'm not. I'm not even sure Owen's pronounced that right. But uh, anyway, if you if you guys could do me a favor and uh, tweet this out and share the link, I would really appreciate it. So, uh, as I was saying. This, uh, this thing with Kanye West, 
coming out for Trump is pretty unbelievable. This new single that came out is uh, called... Uh, it's called Ye versus the People, and I can't necessarily uh, play the song. I mean, I guess I could, but God knows YouTube would love to uh, probably make a big copyright strike on me for that. So uh, I'm instead, I'm going to read you the the lyrics of this song, and. Uh, like I said, hell hath frozen over. Let me see. Let me. I'm looking. I'm looking on my iPad though. So uh, let me scroll down. Yeah, I know. This is this is great radio. As uh, as near would be criticizing me. Uh, dead air. Uh, did this even make it on onto my iPad? Hmm. All right, we'll have to go to the internet and uh, look for some other stuff. Hang on, I'm I'm finding the I'm finding the lyrics to this song. Ye. Versus uh, the the name of the the name of the song uh, Ludwig is uh, Ye versus the people. I'm searching the uh, the lyrics. Right now. Let's see. Okay. Found it. So, this is, uh, I mean, I've heard the song before. I played it a couple times. And you, you have to understand, folks, I'm not a big rap fan. But, uh, this is, this is a great song. Hello to, uh, Dax as well. Intro. Four tops. I had, I had, I had for us, you turned my dreams into dust. I watch a phone that I had for us, you turned my dreams into dust. Verse Kanye West and T.I. Now this beginning is, uh, Kanye. I know Obama was heaven sent, but ever since Trump won, it proved that I can be president. Now T.I. Yeah, you can. At what cost, though? Don't that go against the teachings that ye taught for? Kanye. Yo, Tip, I hear your side and everyone talk, though. But ain't go going against the grain everything I fought for? Foe? Probably so, ye. But what you trying to, to go with this? It's some shit that you just don't align with and don't go against. Kanye. You just read in the headlines. You don't see the fine print. You on some 
you on some choose inside shit. I'm on the uh, unified shit. It's it's bigger than your selfish now ti. It's bigger than your selfish agenda. If your election ain't gonna gun stop police from murder niggas, then shit, Kanye. Bruh, I never even stopped fighting for people. Actually, wearing that hat show that people we equal. You gotta see the vantage point. And then here's a uh, ti. You gotta see the vantage point of the people. What makes you feel equal makes them feel feel evil. And then this uh this line, folks. This when I when I heard this line, this this gave me chills. I'll read it a couple times. Kanye. See, that's the problem with this damnation. All blacks gotta be Democrats, man. We ain't made off the the uh the plantation. Fuck who you choose as a political party. Now I could keep on reading and I'm probably I'm probably going to. Uh but that line right there All blacks gotta be Democrats, man. We ain't made up. We ain't made off the plantation. Folks, that is something that black Republicans for years, like Alan West and Colin Powell, Herman Kane, Star Parker, that's something they've all been saying for years, and it's true. The Democrat Party still considers blacks inferior because they think that black people will vote for them by default. So it is a meta it is a metaphor it is a metaphorical plantation, folks. And the fact that Kanye West, one of the biggest so stars ever in fact, he could be one of the he could be one of the biggest cultural influences of my generation. The fact that he's saying this, mind blowing. Continuing on. Now here's Ti. You represent dudes just seem crude and crude and cold hearted, with plain disregard for the people who put you in position. Don't you feel an obligation to them? Kanye, another great line. I feel an I feel an obligation to show people new ideas, and if you want to hear them, there go two right here. Make America Great Again had a negative perception. I took it, wore rocket, gave it a new direction. Added empathy, care, love, and affection, and y'all simply questioned my methods. Ti, what you willing to lose for the point to be proved? This shit is stubborn. Selfish, bullheaded, even for you. You wore a dusty hat to represent the same views as white supremacy, man. We expect better from you. All the times you sounded crazy, we defended you, homie. Not just be let down when we depended on you, homie. That's why it's important to know what direction you're going now. Because everything that you built can be destroyed from death. Can be destroyed and turned down. Kanye. You think I ain't concerned about how I affect the past? I mean, 
that's in my closet, like, about a year and a half. Then one day, I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna do me. I was sunken, I was in the sunken place, and then I found the new me. Not worried about some image that I gotta keep up. Lots of people agree with me, but they're too scared to speak up. The greater good of the people is first. Have you considered up? And then here. See, this is a bit confusing. Uh, now here's a TI. Have you considered all the damage and the people you hurt? You had a bad idea, and you're making it worse. This shit's just as bad as Catholic preachers raping in church. Kanye. Y'all leading with hate. See, I just approach it different. Like a gang's truce, the first blood to shape the crypt's hand. I know everybody's emotional. Is it better if I rap about crack, huh? Because it's cultural? Or how about I'ma shoot you? Or fuck your bitch? Or how about the Gucci? Because I'm fucking rich. You'll deal with God for a, for a lot of respect. T.I. Starting to make it seem like Donnie cut you check. Now you're toying with hot lava. Better be careful with that. What it means to gain the the world. And then here's Tia. And then here's Kanye. What it means to gain the world if you ain't standing for shit. T.I. Okay, I gotta say it. Ye, you sounding high as a bitch. Yeah, genocide and slavery. We should just try and forget. And all the free thought shit find a better defense. But if ye stuck in his way, he can leave it at that. Fuck it. And then uh, Kanye West, the outro. All right, all right, Tip. We could be rapping about this all day, man. Why don't we just cut this be beat off and let people talk? Yeah, Ludwig. Thanks, thanks for uh, link. Thanks for linking the song in the description too. Uh, I'll link in the show notes afterwards. Anyway, folks, unlike uh, the great John Neri. I can't rap worth shit. I'm just going to to admit it. I cannot rap. I have no flow. Um, not yet, anyway. And and one of my be- the, the 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 real damn shame is one of my longtime friends. In fact, one of my best friends, who I've known since middle school, is a rap god. I would say. Shout out to uh, my friend T. Rowe in the 303. Love you, man. Anyway, though, like I said, these are the song. I've never had a rap song give me chills in my life before. But whatever... uh, You know, this is groundbreaking cultural stuff right here. It really is. And, uh, I mean, see, here's the other thing. I think maybe T.I., maybe he's a liberal, maybe he's a conservative. I don't know, but the fact that he was willing to go in with Kanye on this shows that even if he disagrees with Kanye, he's willing to open a dialogue. 
And uh, I don't think that this is so much about uh, Kanye becoming a conservative or becoming a liberal. This is about him standing for everyone's right to free speech and freedom of expression. And he he hates all the division that's happening in, in this country. Even evening, Stephanie. Um, anyway, I, uh, man, there's just a lot to unpack from this. I have a clip from, uh, Paul Joseph Watson on Kanye that came out a few, uh, days ago that I'm going to play. I, I think this sums up the whole Kanye West supporting Trump thing better than I ever could, and it makes a, uh, it makes a great point, which I'm, I'm going to get to, which, uh, before I play the clip, here's my hypothesis. Here's the big thought that I want, that I want to talk about for the week, for this, uh, episode. Imagine that Kanye and Kim Kardashian imagine you don't even have to imagine because this is this is what happens hello hey bicentennial thanks for stopping by um imagine that they're breaking away from the entertainment power structure things could get very dangerous and dicey for them the big producers and the big media moguls in Hollywood who have supported the leftism for years, they're not going to be happy about this. So they're going, they're going to try and out Kanye and destroy his career. And who knows? I, I'm not one to get into conspiracy theories here. I'm not. But it wouldn't surprise me if, if Kanye keeps going down the road he's going. It wouldn't even surprise me if at some point they try and take him out. For wrong, for wrong thing. Now... Paul Just Watson has a great video, a great video this week on why Kanye's switch to, uh, you know, Team Trump, why that is so dangerous for the Hollywood establishment and for the Hollywood elites. It's fantastic. Cut number one, go, and while this is playing, I'm going to share out the link to more people. watershed moment for the culture war Kanye West praised conservative commentator Candace Owens in a tweet saying I love the way Candace Owens thinks if you see something that's great you gotta respect it and how did Twitter react by failing to even spell Owens name properly and calling her far right they're going to call a former left wing now center right black conservative who is hated by the actual far right 
far right, then all bets are now off. And then the usual blue check marks piled in with their lies and hatred. Candace Owens is a far right media personality who got famous by appearing on the conspiracy site Infowars and calling herself a red pill black, a term popularised on the alt right men's rights message board that is basically an antonym for woke. Wrong, idiot. She got famous by communicating a message of actual empowerment for black people. So save us the glib white splaining, please. Talking of white splaining, Sean King whined about it too. Yeah, how are you going to accuse Kanye of being an Uncle Tom when you're whiter than Rachel Dolezal. So precisely how does Candace Owens think? Well, she tells black people not to be victims, not to be dependent on welfare, and not to blame society for all their problems. The truth is that the left wants to strap black people to this idea that they are victims. That's what it comes down to. They do not want black people focused on their futures. They want black people focused on their past. They like black people to be government dependent. They don't like to see black people that are free thinkers and are independent. And I think that's what Kanye West and myself represents the black community and that makes them very nervous. And that correlates exactly with Kanye's new outlook. Remember, Kanye met with Trump to talk about tackling black-on-black violence in Chicago, something that the left and Black Lives Matter supporters refuse to incorporate into their message because it doesn't fit their race-baiting victimhood narrative. Kanye has also exposed how the left fans the flames of hysteria over racism to metaphorically keep black people on the plantation, to keep them docile and easily controlled. Racism is a a dated concept. It's not an actual thing that even means anything. You know, it's something that was used to hold people back in the past. But now there's been so many leaps and breaking of the rules that it's like it's played out like, you know, like a style from the, you know, 1800s or something. You know, uh, the real true freedom isn't in the words, the true freedom is in the opportunity. Kanye West represents a massive threat to the left because he has an army of adoring fans and he's clearly done with being a puppet for their divisive agenda. After this, he's going to be relentlessly attacked by the establishment like never before. Get ready. The mainstream entertainment industry is so stale, so controlled, so adversarial to originality. It can no longer produce any icons with actual authenticity. Kanye himself has alluded to this on several occasions. Because y'all been lied to. Radio lied to you. They can't play what they want to play because they've been celebrities with something to say other than vacuous virtue signalling and cliched platitudes are now all but extinct. And that's because any celebrity that uses their platform to speak uncomfortable truths is immediately shunned and attacked by the legacy media. Look what they did to Morrissey after he spoke out against mass immigration and Islamic terrorism. This paucity of authentic, interesting celebrities is why YouTubers like PewDiePie and Candace Owens are the new rock stars. We the rock stars. Now, obviously, most of these new rock stars aren't going to be political, but the ones that are represent a true threat to the status quo, to the dominant culture. Which is why I was right when I said conservatism is the new counterculture and populism is the new punk rock. All right, pausing the video real quick. I wanted to get to this a, f- a few minutes ago, but I was copying and pasting the, the link to various platforms. Maybe I'll scroll back to this. Uh, let's see.
Con- it was when Kanye was talking about uh, racism as like a, a a dated social construct. Let me let me go back and play this. On the plantation to keep them docile and easily controlled. Racism is a, a dated concept. It's not an actual thing that even means anything. You know, it's something that was used to hold people back in the past, but now there's been so many leaps and breaking of the rules that it's like, it's played out like, you know, like a style from the, you know, 1800s or something. You know, uh, the real true freedom isn't in the words. The true freedom is in the opportunity. Kanye West. Stop. Stop, 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 stop right there. Isn't that what Owen Benjamin has been saying for years? Well, for the past year and a half. It just feels like a long time. Racism, I'm not saying that it doesn't exist, but by and large, it is a mental state in the 21st century. Words do not equal violence. Free speech is the best antidote to hate speech. Right? And I've I've talked about this before on this show. I'm a proponent of the marketplace of ideas. Right? The good ideas eventually rise up and beat the crappy ideas. But when you try to censor ideas in general, whether they be good or bad ideas, and try and marginalize them, then the fringe ideas always rise up anyway and take hold. And because they're underground, they become uh, marginalized. They become bigger. I mean, that that's basically what happened with the alt-right. Richard Spencer and all of these bigots basically they're they're marginalized folks they they are but the reason why the alt right is attractive to some of these younger people is because all of these younger people who follow the alt-right, have been, have been marginalized. And they've been told that they're bad people anyway, and that they're evil. So they get marginalized, and then they start following people like Richard Spencer and David Duke, actual racists. And they become part of the fringe, and that's how you get Charlottesville, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I've, and I've talked about that before, but people, people on the left, they don't want to, they don't want to believe me. No, it's, it's, white supremacy is at an all-time high in America. No, it's not. It's not. But if you continue to 
marginalize and shut down ideas like free speech and, uh, you know, libertarianism and individuality and keep on forcing this social justice mentality, then real white supremacy and real hatred will rise up. Because when good ideas are censored, only the bad ones and only the evil ones are allowed to exist. Anyway, though, uh, let me continue this uh, clip of Paul Joseph Watson explaining uh, the rise of Mr. Kanye West presents a massive threat to the left because he has an army of adoring fans and he's clearly done with being a puppet for their divisive agenda. After this, he's going to be relentlessly attacked by the establishment like never before. Get ready. The mainstream entertainment industry Check. is so stale, so controlled, so adversarial to originality. It can no longer produce any icons with actual authenticity. Con that is so true. Too, by the way. And have you, have you noticed that that's why there are very few, like, standout celebrities in the past few years? And, and what I mean by that is take... Okay, well, the only reason, the only way I can really compare this is think about bands like The Beatles and Led Zeppelin, Right? The Beatles and Led Zeppelin were around 40, 50 years ago. Yet, their cultural influence is still so vast that even my kids will probably know who the Beatles and Led Zeppelin and the Who are. Because they're so profound. But will Taylor Swift be as profound in 20, 30 years? I'm not so sure. Something to think about. down since the mid-2000s and he always comes back more influential than ever before. Blip. That's why they're terrified of him endorsing ideas and people outside of their control. Who's they? I'm talking about the dominant cultural institutions of Hollywood, the entertainment industry, the music industry and the media. The high priests of pop culture, the gatekeepers of what political and spiritual ideas we're told are acceptable. Now one of their own has gone rogue and the panic is palpable. Your Truman Show boat is hitting the wall. Why do you think Kanye fears for his own life? As Andrew Breitbart said, politics is downstream from culture. You can change political destiny by hijacking culture. In case you haven't noticed, that's what I'm doing. The left is slowly waking up to the fact that they're losing their monopoly on controlling culture. When you've been in control for so many decades, something new inevitably has to emerge to become the new counterculture. Especially given that the left no longer pushes to be edgy, 
daring or rebellious, and has instead embraced censorship, puritanism, and cultural sterility. The high priests of pop culture are the real racists. They're the ones who indoctrinate young black kids to aspire to be thugs. They're the ones who fetishize and glorify criminality and gangsterism through hip-hop music. Kanye is trying to move black people away from the ghettoization of their minds towards true independence and freedom. Candice Owens is trying to do exactly the same thing. And that's why they resonate with each other. And that's why the left is petrified of them both. What you're seeing happening today, obviously, we have we have some black people that are just shouting in the back. We have some black people that are sitting in the front quietly that are chanting USA and having a normal conversation. I love that because what I say every single time, and you may have seen me on the news, is that what is happening right now in the black community, you're going to hear it in this room first, there is a, an ideological civil war happening. Black people that are focused on their past and shouting about slavery and black people that are focused on their futures, okay? That's, that's really what it comes down to, Okay. I can, I can guarantee you what you're seeing happening is victim mentality versus victor mentality. That's I promise great, you. The, the people here are going to win. I love that. And it, there's no doubt in my mind. I, I, can, I can tell you right now who is going to be better off. When, you, when we look 20 years and we look at the faces in this room, who is going to be better off are the girls that are sitting right here and across this room because they don't have your mentality. Victim mentality is not cool. I don't know why people like being oppressed. It's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. I love oppression. We're oppressed. 400 years of slavery, Jim Crow, which, by the way, none of you guys lived through. Your grandparents didn't. It's embarrassing that you utilize, you utilize their history. You utilize their history, and you come in here with more emotion than they ever had when they were living through it. It. More emotion than they ever had when they were living through it. It's embarrassing. You're not living through anything right now. You're overly privileged Americans. They're also afraid that. Sorry, I forgot my mic was muted there, and uh, I started speaking. What Candace Owens uh, said there too is absolutely true. Now, as far as Turning Point USA goes, I have had some disagreements with uh, Charlie Kirk and uh, Turning Point in general. I mean, overall, they're a, they're a good organization, but I have had disagreements. That's a, another topic for another time. But Candace Owens is absolutely right. Same thing that uh, Star Parker has been saying for years. And in fact, I met Star Parker a few years ago. Uh, back when I was still in high school at the Western Conservative Summit. And she had a talk basically about the same thing. How, you know, black people, and unfortunately a lot of them, subconsciously, I don't think they do on purpose, but a lot of them unfortunately rely on this whole slave mentality as you know an excuse to not pull themselves up and to not better themselves and uh it's just an old and tiresome game You know, thankfully, a lot of them are wake are waking up. More and more people are waking up, and I I do believe that Kanye is going to be the sword that finally cuts the head off the beast. I'm curious to know how many downloads this uh, song "Ye Versus the People" already have, already has, and believe me, it's only going to get bigger. 
if he's releasing a whole album of this, which he is, uh, first off, count me in as one of the pre-order, uh, count me in as one of the pre-orders for this. And secondly, I would say that the Hollywood establishment is in big trouble. Alright, let's, uh, let's finish this clip from Paul, Paul just Watton. Kanye could be president one day. I'm not joking. As Terence Williams said, both Kanye and Candace are free thinkers. If that triggers you, chances are you're not a free thinker. The left doesn't care about black people. They don't want black people to be business owners, doctors or scientists. They want them to remain mired in dependency and hopelessness. They want them to continue to vote for their own enslavement. And whether you love or hate Kanye's narcissistic personality. When someone comes up and says something like, I am a god, everybody says, who does he think he is? I just told you who I thought I was. A god. The mere threat of him derailing this agenda to any degree, the mere fact that they don't control what comes out of his mouth, is what keeps the high priests of pop culture awake at night. And this is an extremely visionary move on my part. Please click the... You have to admit, that's kind of funny, what he says at the end. Who... What did the guy say he thought he was? I just told you. A god. Now, I believe that, of course, folks, I believe that there is only one god. I believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But to be in show business, you do have to have a little bit of an ego. Not a huge one, but just a little bit. Of an ego. And I'll, I'll admit, I have an ego. I I do have one. You have to. In order to start anything like a YouTube channel or a podcast, or in my case, both, you have to think, gee, I'm good enough that people are going to want to, that other people are going to want to listen to what I have to say. I'm visionary enough that people are going to want to read the books I write or listen to the, to the music I produce. I'm damn good enough that people are going to buy the painting that I just painted. Right? That's ego. That's thinking that you're, that you're good enough. That doesn't mean necessarily that you think you're better than other people. But that is egotistical enough to think that you're, you know, worth putting something out there. And that's something that a lot of people are afraid of these days, especially in this political, politically correct world. Oh, it's not, it's not good to have an ego. It's not good to have pride in yourself. It's not good to think that you might be awesome at something because it might offend someone else. Yeah, that that's where we're at with political correctness. Smash individ, individuality and turn things into a big mass. That's all they want. They don't want individuals. 
The left just wants a mass of people. By the way, uh, thanks for the subscription, uh, Ludwig. Big shout out. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, let, let me read some of the comments here. I wish, uh, yes, Dax, I wish Breitbart were alive to see what is happening, too. I, I, I don't think he would, he would believe it. But you know what the other beautiful thing is? I believe that there was a heaven, and even though Andrew Breitbart wasn't that religious, I believe that he's probably up, I believe that he's probably up there in heaven, probably looking down, and he's probably smiling right now. That's what I believe. So, Andrew Breitbart, well, he might not be alive here on Earth to see what's happening. I believe that he has seen what's happening. What, uh... Yeah. I'd, I'd like to meet him, too. And, uh... You know, hopefully I will. I'd like, I'd like to meet him, and then I'd like to meet President Washington. Uh, anyway, so, that single has come out today. It's, uh, it's huge news. And, uh, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing where it's going, going to go. It's only going to get bigger. Connie is starting a movement of free, uh, free thinkers. And, uh. You know, it's it's only going to get bigger. Washington is in hell because he cut down that poor uh, chair tree. Uh, Dax, that's hilarious. Yeah, if Peter were if Peter were around in the seventeen hundreds, can you imagine? Like that would that would probably have been like a headline. Oh my God, Washington is so horrible. He cut down a cherry tree. Yeah, Peter back in the back in the seventeen hundreds, that's a joke in and of itself. They would have they would have never survived if they were around in the in the seventeen hundreds. We used wood and uh you know, bear and uh animal byproducts literally to survive the harsh winters back in colonial America. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Greenpeace would also surround the White House. Well, like I said, the cold, the cold winters would take them all out, so it wouldn't really be an issue. But, but uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, Ludwig. Peta members would have definitely been burned, <laughs> burned as witches. Uh, that that gives me an idea. It's I, I can't say it would probably get me get me kicked off. YouTube, um, yeah, yeah, they probably would have starved to death, um, also, um, you know, eating asparagus is, uh, you know, that's cruelty to plants, 
stacked. I missed the 1700. Yeah, I mean, I've... Whenever someone says I missed the 1950s or I missed this era, I understand the sentiment. But at the same time, I, I don't because we have live streaming. We have the internet. And uh, we have YouTube live streaming. And we have the Whit- we have the Whitfield Report in 2017 slash 2018. So, I'm happy with our current era right now. It might not always be easy, but damn, is it, is it sure fun. Okay, uh, another clip I found. Uh, Jordan Peterson was on Fox News last weekend on Sunday. Th- this was after his Bill Maher appearance, but he was on Fox News talking about the significance of Kanye West and uh, Candace Owen, Owens as photo fi- figure, figures and the enslavement mindset of the Democrat Party and the social justice were a conflict. Uh, now, this is now this is another great clip. clip 95% of my audience is familiar with uh, Jordan Peterson, if not more. But what he has here to say about uh, Candace Owens and Kanye on Fox News, it's uh, great. And I'll, I'll break this down as we go along. Uh, clip number two, go. Dr. Peterson joins us right now. He, of course, is a psychology professor at the University of Toronto and author of a New York Times bestseller, 12 Rules for Life and just released the new audiobook version of Maps of Meaning. He joins us live right now from Canada. Good morning to you, doctor. Morning. So there you were. You were watching the uh, the liberals on the panel talking, and then you started to educate them or give them your point of view on why they lost. Were they receptive to that? Well, I don't know if the question that I asked was really addressed, which is that if Trump is taken out by one means or another, then... How are you going to heal the rift between the left and the right in the United States? And this is a serious problem. I mean, everyone, regardless of their political orientation, needs to live together. And if we want peace and if we have any sense, we're going to want peace. But the question wasn't addressed. But the interesting thing is, and something that you brought up, was just the fact that you, the other panelists were not on your side politically, but... Given the way that uh, elections work, they have to accept, well, they don't in many cases, the election results, and you've got to respect the person who did vote for Donald Trump because they were simply exercising their right. Well, I think you've seen in the United States probably ever since a special prosecutor was um, nominated to go after Clinton, I think you've seen attempts to bring down the president's legally every time there's been an election, and that seems to have been ramped up. That's very dangerous. I mean, it's obviously the president isn't above the law, Sure. but increasingly the political parties seem to be using extra, um, like like means outside of the electoral process to impose their will on the the electoral outcome, and this is a bad thing. Well, just look at what uh, the Democrats in the Senate are trying to do right now to Mike Pompeo. Never in history has anybody tried to shut down a president's uh, selection for secretary of state. And this appears to be based on politics. 
Yeah, well, I mean, people need to understand that those on the other side of the political spectrum have the reasons for right. for looking at the world the way they do. I mean, each side can become too extreme, but if you want a civil society, then people have to be civil to one another. And right. I see that breaking down, and it's it's not it's not something it's not a pathway we want to trot if right. we have any sense. Okay, a uh, couple quick notes here. What Peterson said is absolutely right. The discourse in civility in this country, it is breaking down, folks, uh, unfortunately. And, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but the breakdown in the country seems to be rather one-sided these days. Um, granted, in the past... Conservative individuals have been the ones to cause, you know, hostilities like in the 1990s, you know, when, when the religious right was freaking out about things like, you know, video games causing violence and whatnot. They were kind of the pearl-clutching group then, and I don't think anyone is really denying that. However, now, in 2018... I don't think anyone could even deny with a straight face that the hard left, and I do try and make the distinction between liberal and left as much as I can, uh, that the hard left is the one causing the uh, division and the strife. I mean, for God's sake... We had, we had family members, not, well, not me personally. Well, no, I, I take that back. I did have one relative who shall re remain unnamed who said that, uh, they didn't want to be associated with me anymore because I voted for Trump during the election. Uh, no one in my immediate family, thank God, but a relative still. Um, there was crap like that happening all throughout the election and all throughout uh, the aftermath of the election. And the left is the one that's been causing that. And what Peterson says about the, you know, breakdown is, uh, of society, it is in fact concerning. And, it, and it's probably also by design. Uh, point two, and this is a much lesser, uh, you know, this is a much... Less serious point. I uh, I gotta say, I actually like the beard that uh, JBP has been rocking lately. Um, I think it looks good good on him. He looks like a wise he looks like a wise uh, old sage, and uh, I don't know if he's purposely trying to do it, but he looks an awful lot like uh, Dennis Miller. With the uh, with the beard, and uh, he also has the same suit that Dennis wears a lot of a lot of the time when he's on when he's on Fox News. Uh, at any rate, let's continue on. I'll read some of your comments after this. Well, you're right. There isn't a lot of civility these days, and there's not a lot on campus. I know you're a professor, and you go out and you're an alternative voice on college campuses. 
Uh, we're going to play you a soundbite from uh, Candace Owens, who is the communications director for Turning Point USA. She was yeah. at UCLA uh, in the last couple of days, and she was confronting some Black Lives Matter protesters, and she had a point for them. Listen to this, and then we want to get your point of view. Sure. Victim mentality is not cool. I don't know why people like being oppressed. It's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. I love oppression. We're oppressed. 400 years of slavery, Jim Crow, which, by the way, none of you guys lived through. Your grandparents didn't. It's embarrassing that you utilize, you utilize their history. You're not living through anything right now. You're overly privileged Americans. You're overly privileged mm-hmm. Americans, she said that. And then uh, a few hours or a day or two later, Kanye West, the uh, singer, the artist, tweeted this out. I love the way Candace Owens thinks. And then now he's taking a lot of heat because he's supporting somebody who's from the political right. What did you make of what she had to say? Well, I think that Candace is is commenting about the danger of adopting a victimize, victimization oppressor narrative. And it's, it's a narrative that the hard left has really been pushing. And ever since Marx, of course, that the world is composed of those who are victimized and those who are the oppressors, and everyone successful is an oppressor, and everyone else is a moral victim, like a, a morally acting victim. And it's a very, very dangerous narrative, and it's certainly one that's unbelievably widespread on university campuses. To look at the world that way, to look at the world through a group identity lens, is re- remote, mm-hmm. puts us back in a tribal situation and will produce conflict. It has throughout the 20th century. And so Candace is is objecting to that, and rightly so. It's an unbelievably pernicious ideology, and the universities are to blame for distributing it in large part. It's Mm -hmm. really appalling and dangerous. Well, when you look at just politics in general, uh, during the last election cycle back in 2016, the Democrats did adopt a very strong uh, uh, identity politics program, and, you know, all the postmortems had said that really didn't work. So it will be interesting to see what the Democrats do going forward. Yeah, well, I mean, the the right-wingers, the conservative types like Candace have to tell a better story than the Democrats, and the story's got to be, on this goes for centrist liberals too, the story has to be that, you know, there's obviously racial differences and ethnic differences and gender differences and all of that, and and some of that manifests itself in terms of prejudice, but the fundamental issue is that we've always regarded the individual as the measure in the West, and that's the best idea the world's ever had. And if we lose that, then it's going to be catastrophic. So everyone should be pushing against that, whether they're on the right or the left, if they have any sense. And the moderate left needs to dissociate themselves from the radical left, and this is something they refuse to do. It's conceptually difficult to do it, but it's a moral imperative. It's a moral necessity. Let's see what happens. All right, Uh, Jordan, thank you very much. By the way, folks, uh, Dr. Peter. My question for uh, my big question and my big takeaway from this clip, what Jordan Peterson says at the end, uh, can can the moderate left disassociate from the radical left at this point? I'm not so sure at this point. I mean, I know plenty of liberals in my personal circle of friends who are rational and who want to have uh, positive dialogues and 
who believe in free speech. But they have to be the ones to really get out there and start saying stuff on social media and counteracting this, uh, you know, social justice warrior BS mentality. And unfortunately, a, a lot of them aren't doing that. A lot of them are afraid, oh, I'm going to lose my job, or if I speak out, this is something I encounter all the time on my college campus. If I speak out, I'm going to be failed by the professor. I'm going to give you a little secret. I'm in college, myself. I'm taking, uh, you know, I'm taking American history, but I'm taking American history online. And uh, even though it has my name, I'd like to think that, you know, doing classes online has afforded me, a, a, at least for American history, it's allowed me a little bit of a no anomaly. And in terms of like a writing assignments and whatnot, whatever narrative they need me to uh, imitate, I can do that. And uh, it's just like doing a creative writing exercise for me. That's how I view it. But on campuses and in your place of work, try and start up a conversation wherever you can. Keep it civil. And uh, that's the best thing you can do. Alright, so uh, that was a great clip from Jordan Peterson. I'm now going to uh, read to you some tweets that I uh, I bookmarked these. Everyone, want, everyone wants to talk about the fact that Kanye West is now on the uh, right, so to speak. But very few people want to bring up the fact that Kim Kardashian is standing by her man and uh, is supporting her husband's right to free speech. I have a couple of tweets that I want to uh, read out that I bookmarked because they were absolutely profound. So the first tweet I want to read from Kim Kardashian West was three days ago. These tweets are all th th from three days ago. And I'll, I'll retweet these as I read them. So if you want to look on my timeline, you can. I'll have the, I'll have these, uh, retweeted on my timeline. Uh, I would, I would, uh, screen share. Well, actually, after I retweet them, that's what I'll do. I'll, I'll share my screen. So, uh, then you can read them as well. Uh, first one. To the media trying to demonize my husband, let me just say this. Your commentary on Kanye being erratic and his tweets being disturbing is actually scary. So quick to label him as having mental health issues for just being himself when he has always been expressive is not fair. Next tweet. 
Yesterday, it was announced that Kanye had parted ways with some business people and media outlets. And media outlets made this about Kanye's mental health, rather than just a simple business decision. I'm so glad he tweeted about the state of his company and all of the exciting things happening. Third tweet. He's a free thinker. Is that not allowed in America? Because some of his ideas differ from yours, you have to throw in the mental health card. That's just not fair. He's actually th- he's actually out of the Sungan Palace where he's being himself, which is very expressive. Kim Kardashian, ladies and gentlemen. Now, as far as the Kardashians go, I've never really been a fan of the Kardashians. But I've never really, uh, well, I've, I've never really hated them either. With most of these reality show types and whatnot, I mean, reality shows, ladies and gentlemen, this is the other thing. Reality shows are completely scripted the vast majority of the time. They're just as fake and just as scripted as the, uh, you know, the drama shows or the sitcom shows that we all watch. So that got me to thinking, too, along with my earlier theory about the Hollywood establishment. What if Kim Kardashian and Kanye, right? We've all been led to believe for years that they're dumb people. That, right, that Kim Kardashian is just some dumb airhead who sucks dicks and uh, is a complete slut. And uh, granted, that might have been true at one point, uh, because after all, she did make a porn tape and that was how she became famous. But that was when she was young. And, uh, you know, granted, she's capitalized on kind of the, uh, you know, the dumb uh, Kelly girl, uh, you know, persona. But what if that's not Kim Kardashian as a person? What if we're starting to see the real Kim K? What if we're starting to see the real Kanye West? They're stepping outside the establishment. I mean, even even Bruce Jenner, and yes, I'm still going to call him Bruce, even Bruce Jenner came out as a transgendered woman. Yay! Yay! He's, he's, a, he's a beautiful woman now. Oh, and by the way, I'm supporting Donald Trump. Oh. Uh. He's a woman, I guess. See, the the media loves Bruce Jenner slash Caitlyn when he just simply came out as a trans woman. 
But did you notice after Bruce Jenner came out as a as a registered Republican and said and said that he would vote for Trump, did you notice that that whole thing vanished? Right. So Hollywood, I think we all know they're all pieces of crap. At least the the producer side, and it's and it's so interesting because. Kanye, in the song, You Versus the People, said that there are lots of people who agree with him, but are too afraid to, uh, you know, to say anything. What happened to, uh, what happened to, uh, Shania Twain, right? Said she would vote for Trump. If she could, if she were a citizen of the, of this country. She got black, she got, uh, intimidated and all of a sudden apologized. Apologized for what? Apologized for having an opinion? Same thing with Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper said something along the lines of, you know, not all blacks have to be, have to be Democrats. He got criticized, and just today, he actually apologized for his stance. Why? He did nothing wrong. He did nothing wrong. Alright, uh, go to com for all your information, and... Twitter. Okay. Uh, yeah, people. People in the chat have been. Uh, oh. Oh. That's bu- That's a bummer. I guess uh, Elf Elf is officially passed away now. Uh, oh, by the way, go follow, uh, Kimmy Bear. She's, uh, she is a sweet lady and has been, uh, a fan of the Whitfield Report. Big fan since I joined the Unbearables. Okay. Let's, uh, let's go to my, uh, Let's go to my timeline, shall we? Alright, uh, so here are the tweets for those of you that want to, uh, read them. Kim Kardashian, to the media trying to demonize my husband, all that. So, there they are. There we have it. I'll let you read. And, uh, yeah, I'm also on Periscope, and this is hilarious. Uh, for those of you who can see it, it's playing back footage of me on this Periscope. It, it's hilarious. So yeah, uh, this last tweet from, from, uh, Kanye West. I mean, from Kim Kardashian West, really throws 
I mean, it really, this is the crux of the matter. He's a free thinker. Is that not allowed in America? Because some of his ideas different from yours. You have to throw in the mental health card. That's just not fair. He's actually out of the second place when he's been, when he's being himself, which is very expressive. Well, I guess the Kardashians are out of the, uh, are out of the Hollywood establishment now. They've got to be. I hope they're not, but I, I honestly, I don't see how they, how they can survive the, uh, the onslaught of this. I just don't. Uh, okay, let, 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 me, let me read some, let me read some of the comments here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ludwig, agreed. Peterson's beard makes him look like a majestic, like a, psychi- a psychiatric wizard. I, wa- I wonder what, uh, JBP's psychological analysis would, would be of me. I'm kind of curious, but I'm also kind of nervous, to be honest, what that dude would think of me. Uh, okay. When Jenner, L.O., when Jenner went into the bathroom in Trump Tower, all of a sudden not so stunning and brave to the left. Yeah, that's absolutely, that's absolutely true. As, as I said... Yay! He's a beautiful woman. By the way, I'm going to uh, I'm going to use the bathroom in Trump Tower. Huh? Slow clap. I mean, that's what that's what the left does. You get in their good graces, they worship and praise you, but then you step out. All of a sudden, nothing. It's no longer a news story. Well, Dax, I, I think I think it's actually great. Uh, this is why the polls were so far off leading up to the election, because no one wanted to say publicly who they were voting for. I mean, it is sad, but at the same time, it's it's funny. The, right, the, the fact that everyone was basically blackballed into silence out in public, I think that might have been, been a big reason for people, you know, voting, voting for him. Like, if, if that, if, you know, if Make America Great Again wasn't as much of a, wasn't enough of, like, a selling point for you, the fact that you were being, you know, blackballed into silence, you know, was basically like, well, F you, we'll just speak without vote. And they did. They did. It's beautiful. That's why, that's why, that's why I love 2016. And by the way, all of these celebrities who said that they were going to get out of the country and leave, where are they? They're all st- still here. Right? Rosie O'Donnell, with her, uh, with her lard ass is, uh, still in this country. So is Miley Cyrus. So is, uh, Whoopi Goldberg. 
who uh is she even relevant anymore? But uh anyway, it's a, it's been a fun week watching the left uh hell, never mind the first week. It's been a fun last few hours watching the left piss themselves over Kanye releasing a song called Ye versus the People. You want to know what's also funny? And uh, while I'm on Twitter, I'll, I'll pull this up as well. I guess here is Kanye's big point, too. He just wants people to be able to start a dialogue with each other. And um, it's it's beautiful. Also, shout out to uh, producer Canabare, who uh, hasn't shown up tonight on tonight's uh, stream. But uh, I I love that guy. So give Canabare a, a follow on Twitter if you haven't already. And uh, yeah, he just uh, he just mentioned he just mentioned me he um he tweeted he tweeted about amethyst and uh it really hit me in the feels and now he's making fun of me because i I told him it hit me in the feels um anyway though let's go to let's go to kanye west twitter and let's see what he is doing. I don't know why I'm missing. Let's... Yeah, now he's tweeting about love and uh, lifting yourself. Okay, I, I love I love this tweet nine hours ago from from him. This is uh, Cannabar Canab- needs to read this tweet from uh, Kanye West. Let me, uh, let me, let me. Okay, here's the screenshot. Love, love, love. I'm so tired of saying and thinking of the word hate. It's wild, man. After the night I came by your house. And talked. I've been forgetting and forgiving, and only thinking of loving people. That was an important talk for me. That's amazing. I love you, bro. I love Gabe. I love you too, bro. I love the world. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cross out my "fuck the world" tattoo and put "love the world." Yeah, folks. Uh, you know, it's it's amazing. Now, there's another thing I wanted to show you, uh, too. I, I thought that this was, uh, you know, profound, too. But, you know, Kane is also supporting the, uh, you know, Emma Gonzalez and the, the Parkland kids and all, although I don't, so I agree with their political minions either. I I think it's good that Kanye is, you know, being balanced. I mean, and overall, I think it's great that he uh, 
you know, is ultimately opening the dialogue about, you know, love and understanding and trying to bridge people together. That's what I've tried to do on the show for the past year and a half. And, uh, I'm glad. And, uh, it, I guess it's time to embarrass myself a, a little bit now to, uh, end the show. Uh, so. So, uh, I just gotta, I just gotta brag on, uh, Canabare. Because, uh, he, he tweeted out, uh, let me see, let me see if I can pull, pull this up. He tweeted out, not 12 hours ago now, to, uh, his girlfriend, Amethyst, I love you so much. I will fight for you into, into eternity. Nothing and no one will ever come between us. Hashtag one love, which is Canabare's, uh, big, big thing, uh, is, is one love. So me being the big macho tough guy, I, uh, I, um, I, uh, I responded to his tweet and said, I'm not crying. You're crying. And, uh, he, he tweeted at me seven minutes ago. You may be, be a bigger, softer than I am. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, love, love, love this guy. Love Canabara. And, uh, I don't, I don't care what people, what people think about the, about the eye patch either. It's still cute and adorable. And I can't believe I just said that on there either. Anyway, folks. Anywho. Uh. Well, folks, that just about does it for, uh. Tonight's show. Let me read some of the comments to see what you guys are commenting. Oh, Evil Bear, thanks for uh, thanks for stopping by and saying hi. Love you, man. All right. Uh, well, that just about does it for tonight's show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for uh, tuning in to the Whitfield Report. Thank you so much for everything. From all of us here at NGC uh, Media, I want to wish you uh, good health. And I want to say that the uh, the lesson of tonight's show is uh, to break away from the confines of the mainstream media. Break away and uh, rebel and create your own culture and uh that's what we're doing here on the on the field report and that's what what we've been doing for the past year and a half with the MAGA movement I'm so glad that Connie has officially joined us in creating a new attitude and uh yeah from all of us here at NGC Studios and NGC TV good night god bless god save this great nation And I'll be back next week, folks.
God bless.